Hello and welcome to Touchline from myself, Kasper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Kas. Nice being back after quite a lengthy break. Um, I'd just like to take this opportunity to wish you and all our listeners, in particular, a happy new year. Hopefully this will be a great year ahead of all of us compared to what we had last year. So looking forward to a new series of, of Touchline and what we can offer our listeners. And the same to you, Mark. May you have a very successful 2021. Thank you. Our topics for tonight is the calling Curry Cup. We're going to talk a bit about club rugby and in specific Amams and Toti Rugby Club. Andy Maranos, that's now the new CEO of Rugby Australia. We're going to talk about the Women's World Cup as well as the Lions Tour. So let's start with the calling Curry Cup. Semi-final time, 23rd of January. We see the Bulls taking on the Lions at Loftus at 2 o'clock. And then we see Western Province taking on the Sharks at Newlands at Hoppers 4. Your thoughts on this one, Mark? Well, I think it's exciting. Um, obviously, we with, with COVID, the semi-finals were postponed due to yes. m- more so the Sharks uh, many of their players testing positive and, and the 10 or 14 day period that they needed to lay off. Um, but it's a time that, that we're all looking forward to. Uh, we haven't had rugby now again in, in, in two weeks, as I said. Uh, more so, um, other than whoever's going to win, I think from a Sharks perspective, playing the Western Province guys at Newlands is going to be a fiery one. As we all know, sadly, Newlands will be closing and they're hoping to play in a final, um, so they're hoping to beat the Sharks and they're hoping that the Lions would beat the Bulls so that, so they, that they can, can host the final. Yes. And uh, in doing so, closing the chapter on Newlands. So um, taking the history away from it, uh, looking at the teams, I think, and I say this with respect to the Sharks, I mean, we in the Sharks country, I think the Sharks have battled a little bit post-COVID when we started playing rugby again. So has Western Province, really. They haven't really hit their straps. And I think the two form sides, and I'll elaborate on that, but I think the two form sides are playing each other at Loftus. Uh, the Bulls by far are, are the better the superior South side. African side at the moment. Yes. Um, but the young line side, they've come from nowhere. All of a sudden, they started gelling. They've played some brilliant rugby. Um, they narrowly lost to the Bulls two weeks ago at Loftus. Um, so I think that's going to be a great game. And... Um, you know, who knows? Uh, we'll see if, if uh, the senior players from the Bulls will actually pull it through. But it's, it's going to be two, two great games. And, yeah, I'm biased here, so I'm hoping the Sharks will, will pull it through. Well, let's hope that the changes Sean Everett made, and I see today he said that um, there's, a, there's a very positive vibe in the camp and the, and the guys are, are into this. Look, I think there's always been a positive vibe. Um, if, you, if you look at the shark setup, they're all youngsters, uh, mostly youngsters, put it that way. Um, I mean, most of them have played under 21 last year and the year before that. So it's, it's an up-and-coming side. The sad part, though, is it's the same players basically barring the odd ones that, that left um, just after COVID struck that, that played in the, in the Super Rugby, where we were doing reasonably well. I think we at one stage we were leading the, the Super Rugby table. So um, something went wrong somewhere. 
Um, but let's hope this is this is a time for them to to stand up and be counted, and the youngsters to now to come through. Look, Sean is a astute coach. So um, the flip side to it, though, is that we're playing Province, and it's against Province the last two games against Province that we didn't feature, the one in the Curry Cup and one in Super Rugby, because of COVID. So in theory, it's the first time we're playing this, them this season. Yes. Um, so let's see how it goes, and hopefully the Sharks will pull it through. And then if I can put you on the spot, what about the final on the 30th of January? What's your prediction there? Well, the final, uh, it all obviously depends on what happens on Saturday. And um, as I said, what I would love is for the Sharks to host the Lions in Durban. I mean, that would be great. That would be a massive, massive upset, I suppose, because that means the Lions need to beat the Bulls and the Sharks need to beat Province away um, and both teams playing away. It's, it's not, not impossible. impossible. Um, but it would be a massive upset. I think, firstly, for the Lions to beat the Bulls would be regarded as an upset, I think. Um, the Sharks and, and Province, I think, is a is a 50-50, seeing that how both teams have played this whole season. But playing Province at home, them knowing it might be their last game, um, it's definitely going to be a different Province side coming out, and, and I wish the Sharks well. But I would love to see that. In all reality, um, I think it would be a loftus felt final. Sure. Then moving on to Mr. Andy Marinos. Andy that had a good run in South African rugby, playing centre for Natal Sharks, playing centre for Western Province, as well as the Stormers, then new, uh, moving to Newport in Wales. He played 97 times for, for the Dragons before he was selected to play for Wales. And then Andy also made name as, a, as an administrator, national team manager um, at SA Rugby, general manager for commercial and marketing, Springboks team manager, acting MD for South African Rugby Board, as well as the CEO for Sansa now in the last couple of years from 2015, and now being appointed as Australian Rugby CEO. Your thoughts? Look, <laughs> for Andy, I'm... I'm extremely grateful to what he's done for, for rugby in general. Um, being a South African, even even more so, I think we can be proud of, of his achievements. Um, he he has really stood the test of time, if one can, can put yes. it like that. Sadly so, as yet another administrator or coach that South African rugby have lost. I think he's going to yes. make a massive change in Australian rugby. Um, he's already started saying certain things that he wants to implement and how he wants to go about and so forth. He knows South African rugby. He knows South African that rugby is, inside out, as we that just is heard. a negative for us. Yes. Um, but for, for rugby in general, um, I wish him well. And uh, tongue-in-cheek, I wish the Wallabies well and Australian rugby well at the end of the day um, because they were also a force at one stage. So And they, they yeah, need and to they be have, up there. They have fallen by the wayside for, Correct. for the last couple of years. and. I mean, Australian rugby is part of the the Southern Hemisphere rugby, and we all want Southern Hemisphere rugby to be dominant. And and with Australia out of it, actually left a a big hole. Oh, look, the the Southern Hemisphere, New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia have always been regarded as the top three yes. in world rugby for for many a year, have, yeah. well, before you and I were even born. Um, that's a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and that's where we want it to be. You know, the, the Northern Hemisphere have definitely st 
stepped up to the plate. But for getting back to Andy now and, and, and for Australia and that, I, I really wish them well. Um, they also, like South Africa, they've gone through new coaching structures and new players yes. and blooding new players. So for for whatever it's worth, um, I know he's going to, he's definitely going to make a big difference there and hopefully not against us, but I wish him well. Well, I think he knows us too well to not make a, a difference against us. So good luck to Andy. Then... Women's World Cup Rugby in New Zealand, New Zealand in uh, September, October. We're only just a little bit over eight months away. South Africa playing in Pool C against England, France and Fiji. I see at the moment we've got a 40-player training squad training with coach uh, Stan Robenheimer. Your thoughts on that Women's World Cup? Look, firstly, um, it's a great achievement for our Springbok ladies to go and play in a World it Cup. And, and obviously, big. we wish them well from South Africa and from Touchline point of view. And I think all the rugby followers worldwide would, would wish them well, too. Um, I think part of it is, is difficult for them because they're going there as a Springbok side. And, and we know the men did well. So I think yes. there's going to be lots of pressure on them. But one, one has to be realistic as to where they are. Um, in world rugby, um, where we still need to better ourselves and go forward, you know. So, um, but to be at the World Cup is a is a massive honour for them. Um, one must just hope that COVID won't play uh, a part in this, and and you know we wish them well from a from a health point of view as well in preparations, and so that goes for all the other countries that that are participating. But for them, you know, um, if I listen to past to past um, Springbok captains and that that wish the, the, our Springbok side well to uh, go and play in the previous World Cup um, for them to just enjoy the experience and, and, and to yes. play for their, with their passion and for their country and that and the rest will take place. You know, they, will, they would have been prepared well enough to go, um, but I think it's massive for us, massive. Yeah. Um, I see also that there's four Natal players in the side and then I think what, what actually is good for the side is that there's four ladies that's going to their second World Cup. So there's a bit of experience there, ladies that knows how it works and, 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 and what needs to happen. And then also playing in Pool C, um, Fiji is featuring for the first time at the World Cup. So there's one side that's got absolutely zero experience, World Cup experience in, in our pool. Definitely, but I still think our pool is a tough pool. It is. You know, if we, if we, go, if we go men's rugby and you look at SA... Uh, England, France, and Fiji. That's tough. That's massive. You know, yeah. Obviously, ladies might be slightly different. You know, yes. if you go to under-21 World Cup, oh. there, I think everyone is nearly 50-50. Um, depends on who pitches and so forth. And, and the ladies, I think South Africa is an unknown quantity. Um, you know, we, we are still, unfortunately, yes. our ladies, and I speak about our ladies, I'm, I'm not sure worldwide now, but our ladies specifically don't get as much recognition and as much exposure as the men do. Um, and that is part of a problem because there's, uh, if you look at KZN, how many club rugby teams there are for the ladies is few and yeah. far between. Very it's, few. A, it's a sport yeah. in South Africa specifically that's developing. Um, and, and I hope it continues for, for many a year to come and our ladies can become as strong as our men do. I'm sure we can get there. Then the Lions Tour. British and Irish Lions Tour now seems to be in the balance as well. 
Any comment on that? Yeah, it's sad. I was reluctant to say anything now, but now that you've asked. Mm. Um, look, if we if we go back to, 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 I think, the second last or third last episode that we, we recorded last year, we spoke about Toti Rugby Club and Kingsway High School that would have participated in, a provincial, in an international sports tournament in the same venue in Cape Town. That was cancelled due to COVID. Yes. So, and obviously the sponsors came on board and said they don't get enough exposure yet and the pressures and so forth. So now you look at the Lions tour um, that is also in jeopardy now, and, and part of that is obviously COVID. So if you look at uh, the, the second wave, they're talking about a third and the fourth one that is arriving. I mean, South Africa is going through a tough time at the moment, and we're in summer. Um, the Lions tour is in, is in the middle of our winter. And uh, obviously that's when, like in the Northern Hemisphere now, where, it, where it's hit the hardest. So um, there are rumours that, that, look, it's not cast in stone yet that it's cancelled, but there are rumours. The cracks are starting to appear, which is understandable. You don't want to expose people to, to COVID, obviously. Um, if you listen to Rassi Erasmus, he's adamant that the tour will go ahead, or let's put it this way, that we will definitely play the British and Irish lines. He's even hinted that if we don't play them this year, we can play them next year. He's also hinted that if it does happen that uh, we can't play them in South Africa, we'll be prepared to go. Yeah, but um, that's something I think that they don't really... Yeah, obviously, because they, they don't want, want, they want to tour to South Africa. Yes, yes. No, 100%. And, and, but look, COVID has thrown the whole world upside down, and there are so many norms that have changed that aren't normal anymore. We, we obviously don't live in a normal world anymore. If you look at ourselves currently, we're playing curry cup rugby. This has never happened before in South yes. Africa. So I think, like anything in the world, if if you want to be positive, make it happen. Don't yes. look for excuses not to not to happen. So, um, but I think there's and it's not a lot of time. I mean, we're looking six months, but six months is over in a flash. But it would be devastating if we can't play the British and Irish lines. We're not only from a cash injection side for South African rugby, but for the world to see how the world champions can actually fare against the British and Irish Lions. And a lot of those players coming on tour and a lot of our South African players wanting to play the British and Irish Lions would be their last season. Um, yes. And it would be unfair, unfortunately. But lives, lives are more important than rugby at the end of the day. Definitely. Then, club rugby. Unfortunately, club rugby has been postponed. And I want to use the word completely postponed to June and July. Qualifying completely is practice or training as well as playing. Amateur rugby has been postponed by KZNRU until June and July. Your thoughts on this one? Well, it's it's actually very sad but understandable. Um, and, it is. And uh, you saying KZNRU? I know we we got the letter from them, but it's a sorry thing. It is a sorry came thing. Through, it came so right from through, the top. Yes. Yeah, so throughout South Africa, there's no club rugby allowed, um, which is a pity. I go back. We're talking club rugby now, so I go back to Mems and Tokyo Rugby Club, where we started training um, last year already. Yes. Um, just before they opened, uh, it wasn't with the club itself. Um, the players could do their own thing. We obviously gave programs and so forth, so they trained on their own. And as soon as it opened, um, we started training at the club. So, and then obviously came Christmas break and, and we broke, I think it was on the 16th of, of December, just to come back for, sorry to say, no more training. So obviously from a playing perspective, um, 
a lot of players are disappointed. A lot of them might be the last year. I think all uh, of them are disappointed. We, uh, probably, yeah. We, we couldn't play last year. So, um, but one can just hope and pray that the June, July um, earmark that they have is, is going to happen. Yet again, as I said earlier with the Lions tour, it's in the middle of our winter, so let's hope. Mm. Um, and then who knows what, what our fixtures would look like. And the league would look like because it would be different for us now as well because we normally start in end of March, beginning of April. So would we play over Christmas and that, which I doubt it because it's amateur, the guys close and they go away. So there's a lot of thinking behind this process um, from the union side as well, you know, planning for fixtures and so forth. And then one also need to take into consideration, depending on the level that you play at, um, you need at least a month and a half, two months preparation. So if it's June, July that they're going to reopen it, we're only going to start playing in August, September. Now, the only thing that concerns me is the fact that they use June, July. It's, it's open. There's, there's, there's nothing specific. There's no specific date that you can work towards. There's no, there's no specifics that, that you can work towards. But being fair to, to the de decision makers is that COVID doesn't allow you to to make those kind of decisions, to actually pin a specific date. No, I agree. I, I, I look, I think closer to the time they, they'd be in a position. And obviously, KZRU are governed by SARU, so yes. they won't make a decision if SARU hasn't come forward and, and, and given them a mandate to, to do whatever. Um, but I think from a, if I can go back to a coaching point of view, you know, even though we might not hear, we still follow media and we still see what's yes. happening worldwide and that. So from a coaching point of view, our players will still get programs to to do what they need to do. The problem therein lies, though, all players also listen to media and they listen to the news and they read the papers and whatever. So some of them might think it's not going to happen or even if it's going to happen, they might think they're not going to risk themselves getting COVID and might not play because they might have young family or whatever, you know. Yes. So I think it's uncertain times for us and, and we might, on book, we might say we've got a proper side. Come June, July, we might only have a three-quarter side because we will most definitely not force them to come and train. Um, it's sad for us, but at least at least there's there's an idea as prior to the, the memo coming out, June, July, we didn't know. So at yes. least we know now and let's hope, let's hope we'll stick to June, July. Then just another question that that came up during discussions. Um, do you think that this COVID break between last year, 2020, and now 2021, and we're going halfway into 20, 2021, will level out the playing field a little bit in, in KZN Premier, Premier Division, Club Rugby? All players, as far as I'm concerned, all players are now almost on, on, level, on a level playing field. They haven't played. They're not match fit. They're not as sharp as they, as they used to be staying in the game and, and, and being close to the club. Um, do you think this will, will level out the playing field? Look, if you go to professional rugby and you look at our franchises, the Sharks, Province and those for argument's sake, and see where the Sharks were, where we were leading Super Rugby prior to COVID where we are now, and I say that with respect, although we're playing in the semi-final, we're not close to the side that we were in the last year, April, March, April, around about there when, when COVID hit us. 
Um, so that in itself tells you that I think it could possibly level level the playing fields. Um, having said that, though, some of the clubs, and I, I say this with respect as well, I think some clubs are more professional than other clubs. Um, and it's those clubs that you would expect to do better in a conditioning point of view because their players um, would be on a level to to focus on those specifics that they, that they require them to be. Having said that, though, I think it would definitely drop their form from a playing perspective because they wouldn't have been able to play. Yes. Um, so conditioning in the gym and maybe fitness where you do individual stuff um, would get them up there. But that gives all the smaller clubs, if I can call our clubs that, uh, the chance in pre-season when we have the six to eight week pre-season gap to, to get up there. So, um, but from a playing point of view, I think you're 100% correct. It also depends now if you look at Toti Rugby Club, for argument's sake, Toti Rugby Club might or might not um, go through a phase where we might lose players um, because we might have lost players end of last year. Now we're only playing June, July, August, September. We might have lost. So could the Durban-based clubs also so lose players. So could all the other clubs. Correct. So, for exactly um, the And they same might reasons. join us for argument's sake. Yes. So I think the club that loses the least amount of players would possibly be able to get their game plans going quicker because everyone would understand it. Yes. Um, but having said that, you know, smaller clubs like Toti, we've, we've always been up there and, and prepared to work hard. And you look at our club, same as the Sharks now. If you look at our club, team spirit is good. Yes. Players want to perform. Um, but the other clubs will also be like that now because they haven't played for a year and a half. But I think it's, it's exciting but times. Rugby is very dependent on, on skill levels and, and game plans, which nobody could now actually do for the last, call it, what's it now? Yeah, 11, yeah. 11 yeah. months now. Um, so all the skill levels are going to drop. All the game plans are now going to be, or going to have to be re-established. Do you think that will level it? Definitely. I, I, you know, skill levels, it's like riding a bicycle. Though. You've got it or you don't have it. So, so if you have the skill levels, um, it's just a matter of tweaking it. Whereas you and I might be playing, let's say, with Sean Everett as our coach, and he'd think, what the heck is going on here? And he'll have to work with us for extensive time to try and get our skill levels up to that level. So if you play Premier First side, let's say it's College Rovers for argument, you expect it to catch and pass under pressure, um, do certain things without thinking about it. It might drop slightly, but it's just a matter of a few sessions maybe to get you back up to that level. Where you hit the nail on the head, I think, is from a game plan perspective. And the reason why I'm saying that is we would now have been out of the game for nearly two years. When I say two years, it's in our second year, so two seasons. Rugby is like a business. You have to go with the flow. So if you're going to come back with a game plan possibly that you would have implemented last year that is still 2019 and we are now going into 2022 season nearly and you're coming with the same game plan, you might be exposed. So the coaches, including myself, would now need to sit and think, right, we've got a game plan. Do we think it will still work? I, I might say, right, I would have brought in a new game plan last year, so it's still new this year, but I might tweak it. Or we could have said we're going to stay with the same game plan, now we have to scratch the whole one and go forward, because 
coaches, like we all do, look at provincial coaches, we look at internationals, we see yes, that's actually working, we need to drop a player there or do our splits the way we want to split it or play in our specific zones or whatnot. So um, I think it will definitely change. And I think I think if you if you look at us now, let's say uh, just because of Jeff Harper, that's at Rovers. So let's use Rovers. Um, so let's say you let's say you look Welcome, at Rovers. <laughs> you look at Rovers and 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 uh, Rugby Club for argument's sake. The Rovers know how we play, and we know how Rovers plays. But in the last two years, we haven't played. So Rovers might tweak there slightly, and we're going to tweak ours slightly, possibly. So there is some of it that you won't be exposed to that you wouldn't have seen. The other thing, though, is players and coaches know who clubs have as players. So if you look at some of the players that we've had in studio before that are quality players and they're still at that club, you know they're still going to do well because they, they just ooze experience and they ooze talent and so forth. Whereas some other clubs might not have that. But I think so much would have changed over the last two seasons. I mean, we're going to the end of January now. We're cut off to release a player to go to another club as, as due. That might now change as well because of COVID and everything pushed out to June, July. So who knows what's going to happen? So we might think we've got, let's call it 60 players on book. Come June, July, we might only have 45 players of whoever we've had and 20 new players. So um, there's so much in it, which is good. It makes all the coaches think. It keeps the players positive. Um, and I think the, the, the coaching structures and the coaching teams, not necessarily your top clubs, the coaching structures that get it right and the team spirits and that could possibly be a deciding factor because we also don't know if it's I'm going to be sure double it's rounds, be. single rounds or whatever, and that's for the union to decide. I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait. Let's hope we're not... The My personal opinion, I think the playing field is <laughs> going to be leveled and I'm sure that some of the smaller clubs are going to do very well. I'm certain I'm hoping that. so. I mean, you, you go as far as, as Riches Bay, which is also the smaller club, and UK ZN, yeah. from a premier point of view, I mean, including Toti now, we're all deemed to be the smaller clubs. Yes. Um, hence the fact that we've got, we've got good rivals wherever we play. But, I mean, you look at Toti Rugby Club when we play Rovers. More often than not, it's a, it's a humdinger of a game. It's only in the last few minutes or in the last 20 minutes that Rovers possibly pull out or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but you are right. Uh, to what extent depends now. So, but the old coaches will have a thing up their sleeve. Derek Eiberg from from Rovers himself. He's always got something up his sleeve. Always so, got something um, up his sleeve. Yeah, it's but now if you're looking, if you're looking at social media and Facebook specifically, um, it's the smaller clubs that actually very active on on social media. The bigger clubs, if you look at the College Rovers and the and the Collegians, they they're not as as active on social media. So. What's going on there? You know, are, are they busy? <laughs> yeah, look, there's always off-season. There's always, you know, you speak to coaches and they'll tell you there's nothing happening at their club. Meanwhile, it's buzzing. So I think it's it's just a, a way of, of dealing in social media. Because if you think about it, if, if we're honest with you, nothing is happening. You know, clubs can't, clubs can't really. Totally, a rugby club can talk quite a bit at the moment because it's our 75th year. Um, hopefully we'll... We'll be playing some rugby, but there's lots that we can say. Um, but other clubs aren't as fortunate as we are for that specific reason. You know, from a playing point of view, no one can really say anything. So because nothing is happening. On that point now, talking about COVID and postponing the season to June, July. 
What does that mean for Toti specifically? Being our 75th year, we had a tournament like the Bozos Cup in Ishawi um, that was now planned for March. That won't happen. We had the Old Boys tournament that was supposed to happen here in Toti, same day as the Bozos Cup. That's not going to happen. We planned the night series, the school night series for February now, which is not happening. We had a, a lot planned for, for our 75-year celebrations. And all of this can't actually happen now until June, July. So we had a lot planned. What does this now mean for Toti Rugby Club? I think it's uh, I think it's actually quite negative in a, in a, in a sense because it's something that that we would have loved to build up to, um, but I mean it's it's not all cast in stone that the season won't take place. So um, I think a lot of our preparations will still continue. Uh, if I, I can only talk from a coaching point of view, um, yes, we would have played pre-season games in March and April and so forth. We can't speak on behalf of the Shawi Rugby Club for the Bozos cup and whatever, but we can speak for ourselves. So many of our things can still happen, albeit not in March and April, that might need to change. Um, if you look, night series can't happen, unfortunately, because due, yes. due to the schools, uh, don't, and, and you know, if I listen to the social media and that, I think schools sport, let alone rugby, school sport won't take pl place this year, or at least the first few months of the season. So the night series will definitely be out. Um, but I think a lot of our things is just a matter of pushing it forward. Um, but we will run out of time, obviously. And, and then if Saru decides that there will be no rugby, I think that would be a, a negative for us. Yes. Although certain but things like our book launch and things like that, we can still go ahead and do. We can do that, um, yes. So there are things that we can still do. But from a playing point of view, it's a negative. And, you know, I... I Look at this whole situation, then I think, okay, we're not the first club to go through this where COVID has it or something. We, you know, there's a few clubs, and we feel for them because we're in, in the middle of that now ourselves, so we understand. The, the, the thing here is that we can't stop planning because we don't know. You know, if they say, yes, go ahead, and we haven't planned, then it's a problem. So we still need to make it happen. We're still proud of Toti Rugby Club and our achievements and where we want to go, and we look at our five-year five-year plan, which has now yes. become a seven-year plan because yeah. we're postponing, postponing. We never um, planned for COVID in between. So, um, but it, I think it's positive, and I think we still need to keep on pushing hard and making a success of, of whatever we're going to try, and it might just take us a while longer. But the 75th, unfortunately, the next year, then we're 76 years old. So it has to happen this year. Uh, we can. There's a couple of clubs that turned 75 and 100 last year that actually moved it out to this year. So I think they're in a, in a worse position than what we are. I mean, they've got their second year and they're probably going to have to move it out to, a, to another year. So I don't think we've got reason to complain. No, definitely. We've still got, we've still got some, some planning and, and we do have a plan B, C and D. Um, COVID taught us that over the past couple of months. And um, I'm sure we will, we will be able to, to get some of the events going Definitely. Later this year. I mean, if I look at all the planning that, well, specifically yourself has, has done with um, all the stakeholders that's that's assisting with it. I mean, there's so much energy that has already gone into planning um, last year, now I'm referring to already. Um, and, and I mean, some of the guys that, that has been involved and are 
look at the book that we're doing. Um, there's so much knowledge and, and so much history that's coming out of everything. It would be a shame not to not to let anything happen this year, you know. So, um, but I, I, you know, if if you look at the vision of the club and and the people that drive the club, um, this is not really a setback. It just it's just a handbrake that has been pulled up slightly, and we're going to release it slowly but surely. But yet again, it's not in our hands. Um, but the planning will definitely, like I said, from a from a planning on the rugby specific side. Um, planning is there. It's already planned. It's 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 just a matter of when Saru says go, that we're going to go. So same will go for our 75th um, celebrations and that, and I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. Rasi said something in uh, Chasing the Sun. He said, you can't do dif different things. You've got to do things differently. Now, I want to differ from Rasi slightly. You've got to do different things as well as do things differently. You've got to go both ways to, to curb COVID and, and all these little hurdles that are put in front of us. So I think we've got to do things differently, but we've got to do different things as well. I agree. That's why I mentioned earlier, and when you asked the question about the different playing fields or leveling the playing fields, um, rugby is, is an easy sport, actually. But there's so much, and, and maybe the listeners um, don't really look into that side of it or understand how much planning there is that that's involved in a, in a simple rugby game. Um, you know, there's there's so many technical issues and, and, and things like that happening in a game. And hence the fact that the bigger team you are, let's say it's a spring box, you've got more people employed to make sure behind the scenes things happen than actual rugby players playing the game. And it's all the players and the two coaches or three coaches that get the credit. But you need to look at the physios and the technicians and the tactical staff and the, you know, and so on and so forth. So same as with this, what you've said now is exactly that. Um, you need to plan, you need to go with the flow. Um, yes. You can't stagnate because if you stagnate, you're going to be lost. So um, I agree with you 100%. And, and I know for a fact that Toti Rugby Club is on that path. Um, we've got a long way to go to where we want to be and what we want to achieve at the end of the day. But um, I think the the committee and yourself driving it, I think we've we've got it right, and we just can't wait ourselves to get going. Now, obviously, we we struck down with meetings and so forth as well, so uh, that's why Zoom and all of those things come in quite handy. But we're still planning mm. as as if the season is ongoing. That's why we've got to do things differently and do different things. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate. And thanks for sharing all your knowledge with us. Nice talking to you again. Thanks, Gus. Yeah, always nice being being in a in an environment where we can talk rugby, something that we all love dearly. Um, just want to wish all our listeners well and and stay safe and, and no, God please bless. do stay safe. Thanks, Gus. Thank you for tuning in to Touchline from myself, Casper Els, and Mark Cameron. Please stay safe and try and stay away from COVID. Thank you.